1: Welcome in everybody to another edition of the Go Twenty Four Seven Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me today is Sunny Ship. Sunny, how are you doing?
2: Doing good, my man. How about you?
1: Doing well, doing well, doing. Um, I'm a little more mild mannered than uh, Jimbo Fisher right now, so can't complain. We're we're in a good mood.
2: In a good. Oh mood. man. Yeah, the poor uh, the Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban stuff. We'll be hearing about that stuff for days, man. We'll be oh, man. hearing about that stuff for days. I know you got to be fired up about this basketball team, though, huh?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. the The basketball team is what we're going to focus this podcast about. I mean, this has been a whirlwind of an off season. The past two months have just been insanity. From I mean, think about it. Because two months ago was March nineteenth. Like they were still in the season. I mean, well, the tournament was still going on at the time. I mean, the tournament didn't end until April 4th and for this coaching staff, Matt, Matt, Matt McMahon and, and company to go from zero scholarship players to 13 now in the span of a month and a half has been crazy for us to cover. Obviously. I mean, it feels like every day we've had a commitment, but also for them, I'm can't imagine how stressful it's been. I cannot imagine what what that's been like, but Uh, Like I said, all 13 players now inked, ready to go for the offseason. And we're going to look kind of at the team as a whole and then kind of get into some players we're excited about. So what were your overall thoughts just uh, about the team construction, just uh, the players they were able to bring in, and just how the roster turned out?
2: You summed it up. Uh, You stated it pretty well right there. Um, Just phenomenal. Phenomenal is one of the words, you know, about the best word that comes to mind when you think about, not only what they accomplished, but look at what they were tasked with too. You know, they were tasked with filling a roster where everyone jetted, everyone left. Uh, you know, basically everyone left except for three players who who McMahon was able to keep. But I, I think you, I think that showed a little bit of their allegiance to Real Wade and and how you know how close. They were, and you want to see your coaches have that type of relationship with your players. But to see Matt McMahon come in and pick up the pieces so quickly—that's really that has to give Tiger fans a lot of a lot of confidence in his ability to build a roster when he's not under the cloud that he's under right now. He built this roster with un, under just tremendous scrutiny of what's what's going to happen next. How many scholarship are you know? How many scholarships will LSU lose? How uh, long will a postseason ban be? Those are tough to recruit under. And, uh, yeah, he signed – he got some Murray State players to transfer over here. Once again, though, I think that's a testament to the relationship that he has with his players. So, uh, you know, I'm just – I'm I'm really in awe that we're sitting here talking about a full 13-man roster before June even got here.
1: Right. I mean, that's the whole thing is in April – when they had only signed you know justice hill and uh kendall coleman and and uh some i think cam hayes maybe in that mix like the early signees cornelius williams uh when they had the early signees i was like okay you know this is about right you know like pull over some murray state guys um pulling some some transfers that are hit or miss you know uh, maybe had a down year you know this kind of makes sense and then they started to so we had the three um, or we had the two initially Murray State commits right Justice Hill Trey Hannibal makes sense the two those two guards coming over um, Cam Hayes you know Derek Fountain uh, type uh, type guys coming in uh, like I said Cornelius Williams and so and Kendall Coleman you look at the roster and you're like okay you know it's gonna be a rebuild year that's what what we knew or what we thought coming into it. And then you had this the, the uh, onslaught of returners, right? You had Imani Wilkinson come back, Justice Williams come back, and then eventually at the very end Adam Miller come back. And that I feel like did more for this team than I think a lot of people are giving him credit for because that's a whole recruiting thing a recruiting process as well, right? Adam Miller was between TCU and Kansas State and a bunch of other schools. Justice Williams was getting courted, uh, same with Imani Wilkinson. I mean, this is they lost Alex Fudge to to, to Florida, but to return those three, I feel like is a huge, huge piece of the nucleus of, this, of what this team can be. Because it, it's not like they returned no – offen- no offense to Bradley Azuero and Jarrell J- J- Colbert. It's not like they returned them from the end of the bench. They returned these guys that could, could play, right? These are guys that can contribute and will contribute from day one. So uh, once they got them in, it was like, okay, I like what, what they could do. And then they brought brought in K.J. Williams – and then they brought in um, the freshmen and the freshmen here are a huge story to me. Um, just of what this team, what they are capable of recruiting, uh, what they are capable of doing on the recruiting path, because I mean, everybody was signed at this point, like 80% of players, 90%. I mean, well, at this point now it's even higher, but just a very high percentage of players are signed. And those who aren't have a few options and, LSU just went and broke down the door for Jalen Reed, for Tyrell Ward, um, for Sean Phillips at the end. And to get those three guys, I think, was the biggest surprise for me. But overall, like you said, just the, the ability to put this team together has been absolutely incredible. Like, it's it's been – it's much better than the team that I thought they were going to end up with. That, well, not,
2: I think, I think uh, there's no question that Will Wade's biggest asset and biggest detriment – at LSU was his recruiting. yeah He brought recruits in. Unfortunately, that's also what got him shown the door.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so for Matt McMahon to be able to tap in and to get those three, you know those those are three guys that are Will Wade type of recruits. If you think about Will Wade, you know, I mean those are high those are some high level four star guys right there. Yeah. And so I think Matt McMahon came in and he said, okay. Will Wade's, you know, everybody loved Will Wade's recruiting. Guess what, Tiger fans? I can recruit too. And so I think that's going to help go a long ways to helping him kind of, uh, you know, win over those those who are just, you know, just uh, head over heels with Wade despite the cloud that loomed with the, you know, the years-long NCAA investigation. So, um, you know, K.J. Williams – Wani e. Wilkinson and Adam Miller, that's three guys. That's that's three bona fide starters right there. How do you see, you know, if you're looking at this roster, what if you look at this roster, who's the other two pieces that you think if you're naming a starting five for that opener?
1: So the only because and I know that's
2: I, a tough one right now.
1: That's, that's a, a tough one,
2: but you know, fans like to speculate. So let's speculate. How, yeah, let's, how are you gonna fill
0: that role? For that?
1: Because wow. there's a lot of different ways this could go. Like, I'm yeah. really trying to – I saw on our board some people, and I, I don't think, like, this is how it would go, but somebody, some people put KJ Williams up at a four and then slid in, like, you know, whether it's Kendall Coleman or K- Kendall Coleman can play a four or, like, you know, Sean Phillips at a five and potentially, you know. Um, I think Justice Hill will start a point guard. I think I think he's the point guard. Um, even though I, th- I like Justice Williams, um, I think they have a lot of combo guards there. Justice Williams, Cam Hayes, Trey Hannibal. Um, you know, you could throw Adam Miller in that mix, but I think Adam Miller would start at the two. So I, I have Justice Hill and Adam Miller as like the, the backcourt. You know, that's set to me. And then KJ Williams I have at the five. And so with those with those three kind of in place, I think it gets interesting because I think there's a good chance they start in Wilkinson. But I, um, I am kind of... I don't know what the word is. I'm kind of uh, enamored by the talent of Tyrell Ward. Uh, the I think it was the number 30, 36 player in the class, 35 player in the class, high, high four-star, very, very talented, um, has a lot of upside. And I think that what we've seen with Murray State is the development has been there with them, right? They run good offense. They, they run good defense. Uh, they're a very disciplined team. And I think if Tyrell Ward can step into that with the talent that he does have and give them a little bit of athletic upside, I think that could be a very interesting starting three as well. So you have the Wilkinson and Ward combination here that I don't know which one to do because, you know, maybe they both start. Maybe they start at the 3-4, but I just think one of those start at the 3 and a lot of people will say Wilkinson. I think probably most people would say Wilkinson. I'm interested with Ward here, so I'll take ter- Tyro Ward, throw him in there. And I think I initially had him, Woody Wilkinson, sliding down to like the four spot, just you know, just to give him a little flexibility there because I think he can defend anything, um, obviously. And then they got Jalen Reed, and I watched Jalen Reed's tape, and now I'm in love with another freshman uh, big man. I mean, he's just he's he's awesome. I watched his tape. He can defend. He's athletic. He gives them that kind of, um, like versatility, I guess it is where he can defend some, uh, on the perimeter, but he's also super athletic. So I'm looking at between Wilkinson Ward and Reed. I know a lot of people throw Coleman in there. I'm, I'm always of the belief that like when a player is stepping up to that high of a level in, in competition, you kind of have to prove it to me. And I come from that North, North Texas ranks where it's like they picked up a lot of junior college guys that stepped up and it took them a while. So um, I think it's and Wilkinson, Ward, and uh, Reed, for me, those three fitting into two spots at the three and the four. Like that that's how I have it. And I, I would probably take the freshman
2: at this moment. Yeah. See, I think with Moani, I think when you get him back, I mean, look, I'm not saying that Matt McMahon said, look, if you come back, I guarantee you you're my starter. But, look, coaches have candid conversations with players, and I, I, and I would be shocked if it didn't go along the lines of like this, look, Wani, if you come back, you can be a staple. You, you can be a veteran. You can add some veteran presence. You're that guy that we need in the locker room. You're that guy that we need on the court. We're going to get, you know, we just need to get some more offense out of you. I think that's how you get him back. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, that's not to say that one of the freshmen couldn't overtake him. But I think that that if you're looking at what Wilkinson has done his first two years under Will Wade, I think you have to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that, okay, coming in in this opportunity right here with an increased role, that he's going to take that and he's going to put in the work that he put in the first two years. And so that's why I lean towards uh, Mwani in that backcourt with Adam Miller, but I've always thought that, you know, he's a guy who can really get up, who can just do a lot of different things on the basketball court to where he's a guy, when you talk about him getting increased scoring out of him, you know, you look at it from the outside shot. I mean, he shot somewhere around the 45% range from three and granted he didn't take a ton of threes, but you want to see him take more threes. You yeah. want to see him take more shots. That's a way to get him more involved in the offense. But you can also take him down and you can post him up on a six-two, six-three guard. And he's physical. He's athletic. I think that's another part of his game that 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 Will Wade's offense never really explored. That if you're going to put him in a starting lineup, that you have to explore that. You can't just you know. In this day and age in the SEC, if you want to have your sixth guy or seventh guy coming off the bench and be that type of role player, hey, that's great. They need them. You know, every team needs those guys. But if you're going to put someone in the SEC in the starting lineup, you got to get something out of them. You got to get some more scoring out of him. You got to get, you know, you've gotten the defense, you've gotten the steals out of him, but you've got to get more around the rim. You've, you've got to utilize the skill set that he does the floor and I'm anxious to see if Matt McMahon can do that because if he can do that as crazy as this sounds when I look at this roster I mean is this a top 25 is this a top 35 is this a top 50 roster I think it's definitely a top 50 roster and I think it's probably somewhere in that you know top 35 you know is where you see you know it it could potentially be a top 25 roster, but some guys have like you said, Kendall Coleman, gotta step it up. Um, Trey Hannibal, you gotta show that you can do it in the SEC. You know, so there's a lot of guys who have to, and the freshmen have to come of age very, very quickly. But if they do, uh, you know, I, I like this roster, and I think this is a team that unless the NCAA comes down and says, okay, you know, you, you can't go to the postseason. You're losing his scholarships, or whatever. You wipe out the momentum that Mac McMahon has built. You know, unless that happens, I think this is a team to where if they go into the season competing, I think this is a, you know, a potential top half of the SEC type of team. And granted, I'll admit that I haven't really looked at who's coming back in the rosters that closely in the SEC. But, you know, to say that this roster, you know, is – you know is is close to the top half possibly in the top half Mm -hmm. i don't think that would be a far stretch just from looking at their roster alone
1: yeah um yeah obviously what we do know about the sec is that it's become more like top heavy you know with the auburns and arkansas and tennessees um and kentucky's as always but um where nobody expects Matt McMahon to compete with them year one, right? Nobody's going in like, oh, you need to go be a top fourth seed in the SEC year one. And that's not a a realistic expectation, considering everything that we've talked about already. Um, (coughs) Another player that I think I just want to touch on real quickly, because I I agree with all all of your analysis of of Imani Wilkinson, I think they have to get more than four points per game out of him in 25 minutes is just not – not enough and what three shots per game i mean it's not not enough uh but adam miller i think because you mentioned all these players having to step up adam miller obviously coming off the injury did not play last year was a starter at illinois two years ago um they they did a great job recruiting him to stay home um to stay home to stay in at lsu do we think adam miller needs to be like this 15 plus point per game scorer Cause I kind of do, I think they need him to be a very, very good player this year to get where they want to go.
2: I do. I do. I, and, and I thought, I thought, I thought he had that potential, you know, coming into this, coming into this season yeah. right here. um You know, I thought that he was a guy that could potentially step in, give you 12, 13, 14 points a game. And, um, when they, you know, when they lost him, I, I think that you know, you go back and you look at that. Okay, say, what's the point? Different, you know, fourteen. Say, you get thirteen from Adam Miller. You got four from Wani. Man, you're plus nine on that right there with an already, you know, effect highly effective scoring offense. And I think Adam Miller. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, he doesn't have a knock defensively as a guy that doesn't like to play defense. and doesn't like to hustle. He
1: defends. He defends. Yeah, we will we talked about that. Yeah, a lot. Yeah,
2: and, and so and and so you're only getting it. You're only getting a plus. You know, you're only getting that plus points. And LSU was already a team that outscored a lot of folks right there. And mm-hmm. so you know, I think that I think that Adam Miller. You know, we saw some of the struggles that LSU went through with some of the injuries and things like that. We saw them drop some games that that they shouldn't have dropped. And I don't know if they dropped as many of those games without a Miller in there, you know. And, and, and so, you know, I thought that he was a potential difference maker on this team just because of the extra juice that he would add to the, you know, to the lineup, not to mention, you know, what you're getting when you got a guy like Mwani coming off the bench or you know, or or another starter who's coming off the bench, you know, however you want to do it. But um, you know, I, I'm excited to see what Miller can give him this year. Um, he may not he may not be on too many of the preseason all SEC list or anything like that, but I think by season's end, if he plays like he did at Illinois and then assuming that the knee doesn't hold him back and that he, you know, w- improved some areas of his game that he could improve during that layoff. Then I think by season's end, if you get everything that you could get out of Adam Miller, you know, I think then he is a potential, you know, second, third team, all sec type of guy, kind of yeah. like you saw with Tori Easton.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I definitely, I think, yeah, his, if they can get him to like 15 points per game, it's huge for this team because Justice Hill is that kind of floor general point guard, he can kind of do it all, operate the ball screens real well, kind of get everybody in, in order. K.J. Williams is the five that they need that can score in a lot of different ways. Um, he, I'm really interested to see how how he does that in the SEC because as we saw last year, you're going against Oscar you Last year they had you know Auburn and Walker Kessler. You're just facing some some big dudes um so we'll see how how kj does one player that i i know just from from reading some of the stuff uh, that, that you've posted and stuff is uh, that that you're high on is or at least you're interested in i should say is, is cam hayes and he's one of the players that i'm um him and derek fountain are similar cases right they had really really good freshman years and then sophomore years where they just kind of plateaued right to, to put it nicely they didn't reach their potential as sophomores then they transfer over to lsu for their third years out of those two like i said i have i know uh, you're intrigued by by cam hayes um what what do you want to see out of, out of them and who are you kind of looking for or what do you expect from them
2: i mean if he can go if he can give lsu what if he can give lsu what he gave nc state as a freshman and then you know you, you throw a little projections in there and saying okay he he may not have played as well as a sophomore but you know he he doesn't continue to go down that he starts that upward trajectory again then uh you know if you can get if you can get five six seven eight points a game out of him yeah I, you know if I'm if I'm going if I'm going with uh with Hill Miller and Wilkinson. As, as those three right there. You know, I don't think Wilkinson is going to all of a sudden go to being a 13 or 14-point-a-game score, but I think you can get him from four to eight, mm-hmm. possibly nine. You know, I think you can get him to that point. If you can get him to that point, and then you have a guy, Cam Hayes, who I think that, you know, if I'm looking at – I want a veteran presence on the floor, I'm kind of torn. Okay, do I go with Wilkinson or do I go with Hayes? If I'm, if I'm pulling Wilkinson off the floor, I'm putting Hayes on the floor – And so if you can kind of get that same thing you got from Hayes at NC State, just get a little bit more out of him too, all of a sudden now you're talking about, you know, you're talking about, you know, eight from Wilkinson, seven from Hayes. You know, you put the two together. You don't want to do that. You don't want to have to start combining player stats. But if you do that, all of a sudden you're getting 15 out of that position right there. With Adam Miller, I I think that he could really add a nice complement to that backcourt because like I said I don't think Wani's going to all of a sudden step up his game and just become this guy who's just you know taking them off the dribble and just you know giving making yeah. putting people on their feet you know and stuff yeah. but I think that you can get a, if you can get some out of Wilkinson some out of Hayes that helps close that gap at that spot
1: yeah I that's that's what you want from I uh, Hayes put up 7 points a game as a freshman was one of the you know, most enticing freshman in, in the ACC um, and then just lost his job as a sophomore and kind of fell, fell off a bit. But you, you're hoping a, a change in scenery. And like I said, I think with all these players, I think Matt McMahon's, the hope is that Matt McMahon's offense and that his system is something that simplifies it for a lot of players, right? So to where Tyrell Ward and Jalen Reed, the freshman that I mentioned, can step in and don't have to overthink it don't have to do too much, can just kind of play to their athleticism, play to their strengths. Same thing true with Trey Hannibal, Cam Hayes, Justice Williams, another player who I haven't mentioned yet, but Justice Williams, I'm really excited to see what he does coming back. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I I mentioned Derek Fountain here. He was one of the players, when I watched the tape, because, you know, I was kind of skeptical going in, you know, he didn't play as a sophomore much. He was uh, seldomly used on that uh, Mississippi State team after playing a lot as a freshman he was a player who I was very, very intrigued with. He can play the three or the four at 6'9", has a good handle, uh, is versatile. So uh, Derek Fountain's another guy who I – you start adding those bench pieces and you just hope, you know, one or two or three of them pop, you know, because you know what you're going to get from Justice Williams and Monty Wilkinson, let's say, or um, you hope uh, the, the freshmen pop. But if you can get something out of either Cam Hayes – Derek Fountain, Kendall Coleman, those type of guys, Trey Hannibal, like those four guys to me, if you can get something out of two or three of them, you have become an incredibly deep team at this point. Like, yeah, that, that just adds so much to your roster. Because uh, you add these guys who, to me, there's question marks over all four of those guys Hannibal, Fountain, uh, Hayes, and Coleman. To me, there's question marks on all four. And if you can get two or three to pop, then I think you're sitting pretty at that point. And I think that this team, you kind of mentioned it, what I think their ceiling could be. If I, again, just based on talent and what I think of Matt McMahon as a coach, I mean, I would put this team as as a top 50 team. Uh, I, I, I know in the SEC, it's so tough to project because there are so many good teams like we've talked about at this point. But if you can get to an eight and 10 season, I think a nine and nine season, I think it's a success. I really do. Like, yeah. for, again, a month ago, I was saying this team was going to win four. Like, I was thinking in my head, I wasn't saying it. They were going to win four games. Like, I was just like, you know, let's let's be realistic here. It's going to be tough. Thank for you for crew. keeping that to yourself. Yeah, I'm keeping it to myself. They're like, <laughs> they're going to win like four or five games. I'm preparing myself mentally for, you know, a rebuild year. And then now I've doubled that. Now I'm at yeah. eight and nine wins for this basketball team. And last year, they went nine and nine and they had. You know, an NBA player and Tari Eason on the team, and they had some solid players on that team. And so, it's not easy to win the SEC. We know that. I think eight and 10, 9 and nine would be really, really good for this team. I don't know what a f- ceiling would be. Maybe 10, 11 wins. Eleven wins would be kind of crazy. That would that'd be very, very impressive. <laughs> considering like fourteen I feel wins, like coach get. of the year recognition. Yeah, no, that that might win coach of the year right there. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, that that's those are my overall kind of expectations for for this team going in there um we got anything else anything we missed
2: um no man I I think that you know I I think that I think that Matt McMahon that one of his biggest you know one of his biggest tasks coming in aside from from building the roster was building a roster that is going to put fans in the stands you know uh LSU basketball Will Wade made LSU basketball fun again Will Wade uh helped put people in the stands I think that you know, barring, uh, barring the NCAA coming down, just absolutely hammering them. I think that this team has the potential to to put people in the stands. You know, that this team has the potential to to get people excited again. Um, you know, and, and I think Matt McMahon's going to do – I think Matt McMahon, and, you know, when you, when you listen to him and when you listen to Will Wade, there's such a contrast between the two of them. Yeah. And I think that, you know, kind of like when you go from Ed Orgeron to Brian Kelly, you know, you went from the good old boy who just, you know, walked in, high-fiving everybody in the bar and stuff, you know, to a more professional, conservative approach.
1: Mm-hmm. And I no, think but- that,
2: I think, Matt, I think you're going to see that same thing with LSU basketball. And and I think that fans are going to, uh, you know, they're going to embrace that approach. They're going to be, they're going to like that approach Um, You know, not to say they didn't like Will Wade, um, not to say Will Wade was a bad guy or anything, you know, he had he had a huge part of the fan base. But I think Matt McMahon is going to be able to energize that fan base again. And and whatever bubble, you know, whatever air was let out of that uh, out of that balloon with the firing of Wade and the way the season ended and with the, the NOA and things like that. I believe that this is a roster that McMahon can, you know, can get people excited about basketball again and just kind of try to keep that momentum going.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll end it there. Um, we appreciate y'all for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to subscribe, leave a like, share, comment, all that stuff. If you're uh, listening on podcast, us a five-star rating and review, send it to a friend. Uh, we appreciate all the interaction. If you're not a VIP uh, on our, on our site, go to four Feel free to check it out. We got one month for a dollar, I believe right now. And we, Um, I think it's still at 30% off for the first year. So check out the offers we got there. Um, We thank you all for joining us and we'll talk to you all later.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper, the better.